You're live streaming Tucson Business Radio X. Meet interesting and informative people that share their hard times and successes throughout their business careers. My word, and it is a very interesting show lined up today. Welcome to another Tucson Means Business. We're taking a bit of a different angle today. The world of business and the world of not-for-profit. Is that business? My word, it is. And boy, have we got some nice people with us today in reference to what we're going to be talking about. First of all is Mr. Jeff Murta. He's CEO and designated broker of Tucson Realty Executives, Tucson Elite. A little bit about, well, firstly, welcome, Jeff, hey, for starters. thank you, Mark. Great to be here again. You started your real estate career back in 77 in Tucson yes, in sir. both residential and commercial. Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay. And you ended up running three other real estate companies before Realty Executives. Why three? I mean, uh, was it all uh, all you could handle or was it the training? What was the deal? Well, it wasn't three all at once. I was going to say. I was going <laughs> to, two not enough for you, you know. <laughs> uh, it's just the way it happened in my career. I got opportunities to uh, run three different companies. But uh, I certainly like running our own company and making our own decisions today. It works a lot, lot better. We're going to be talking a lot about that. Uh, in fact, an awarded company. Now, you also sold defaulted commercial notes for banks during the Great Recession, worked for that 2008 period up uh, with the famous land use attorney Bob Stubbs. Is that right? That is correct. That takes you back a little bit? Yes, it does. When did you decide uh, to launch, which is now arguably the most successful realty brokerage in Tucson? Uh, the opportunity came about uh, six and a half years ago. Um, <clears throat> we were uh, through the recession. A lot of real estate companies were certainly uh, well damaged in in that uh, uh, in that recession. I believe Tucson uh, we actually participated in that recession. Uh, I, I certainly remember it. And uh, both John Dwyer and I had the opportunity to uh, jump in and take over uh, the fledgling reality executives and we decided to do it uh, and we've grown it uh, approximately 700% since uh, we took it over six and a half years ago. All right now this also has led to I think I touched on it before you've won awards have you not? Yes we won awards I hate talking about awards but uh, we were the uh, um, basically the outstanding brokerage of all the real estate executives brokerages in the world so that was wow uh, that and this was, this is 2018 right we're yeah. talking this year yeah that's pretty cool we're, that's pretty cool yeah. and what's did you win another one as well uh, we I, mean, won, I don't mean to be bending you back here but where they do they do you yeah know? top listing uh, company top um, selling company um, you know I just so many words I can't keep all right them. well you're the CEO I mean you're never there right the guy that does all the work is John Dwyer that's hey, right John that's right <laughs> welcome buddy John is the uh, actual general manager president president of the company mm -hmm. president of the company but you hands-on aren't you every day I do. I take care of accounting, of marketing, the web, um, just everything it takes to run a company. <laughs> You've been in sales and management since the university days. We're here in Arizona. U of A alumni, right? Correct. And uh, you began your management career in the retail environment. What was that in those days? Actually, I, I worked when I was going to school at the university. I worked for Montgomery Ward, okay. and uh, that's where I spent my time at, in management and also with the limited stores. Okay, so you've you got a very early grounding in management. What did you I do did. at uni? Did you do finance or accounting? Or? 
Anything along those lines? I'm sorry. Did you do uni at uni? Did you do accounting or finance? Well, uh, being a business major, of course, we had to take accounting, finance classes. But in right. the retail environment, uh, when I worked for Wards, I was the operations manager of a, of a Ward storage report, Louisiana, for three years. And uh, yes, I did store accounting, budgeting, uh, the personnel side. So really, everything to do with the store operations. The works in. Uh the 80s, in fact, until 92. In your own right, you were a successful real estate agent. It was one of the most fun times of my life. <laughs> yeah, well, it's good to hear. And in 92, you were named branch manager of a major regional real estate company in Arizona. Promoted to regional manager and finally to VP and general manager. You've had some pretty top positions. Now, in the early 2006 year, John, you were asked to consult with two real estate brokerages in Phoenix. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I got a call from uh, someone I knew in the industry and said there was two GMAC brokerages. I don't believe GMAC is around any longer, but the uh, it was a, two franchises. And they were having some problems with their profitability and structure. And so I spent about six months trying to help them. Um, one company listened, and uh, they survived and ended up selling to another franchise. The other one folded. They didn't listen. Mm -hmm. Okay. They should listen to John when he talks. That's the point of that. Now, you um, joined, I think it was 2012, you joined Realty Executives, Tucson Elite, in a leadership role again, and you've been the driving force in the growth of Realty Executives in Southern Arizona. So, you know, a lot of these awards that Jeff has talked about and so on, you'd feel pretty proud yourself. I do, but it, it was totally a team effort. We have wonderful staff. Uh, we have agents that support us. Um, it goes around. Everyone in our organization, Jeff and I, are very, very proud of. Well, um, from one office to 10, I think you went to 45 agents uh, in that period of time to now over 400. And growing. On your books and growing every day. That's incredible. You got something you want to add to that, Jeff? 407. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In between he, these... He keeps the pressure up. <laughs> <laughs> in between these two thorns, I've got a lovely rose. Her name is um, Kate McGuire Jensen. Kate McGuire Jensen. And she is the president and CEO of Ronald McDonald House Charities of Southern Arizona. And of course, when I say Ronald McDonald, you most likely think of, you know, the classic a long-running fast food chain known for its burgers, fries, and shakes, and all the rest of it. But they do a lot more than that, don't they? They do. They're My awesome. Word, they do. Welcome. Uh, I call you Kate? You may, and yes. be Kate. Okay. Well, you've said, you've been quoted as saying it's the best career move you ever made into this role. Absolutely. Uh, you're an experienced marketing communications professional, and recently uh, you have moved to the nonprofit sector as the president and CEO of Ronald McDonald House Charities of Southern Arizona. Now, prior to this position, Kate was the director of business development for Carondelet uh, St. Mary's Hospital, right, in Tucson. Right. Uh, you oversaw the marketing, community relations, uh, physician relations, and developing patient satisfaction programs. I mean, that's uh, more than one hat there, isn't it? Well, it was a great opportunity. It's a good, good hospital. And um, working in the hospital sort of got my head back into the medical side, which I think helped me um, when I applied for this job. Okay. So uh, you felt confident when you applied for it. But what, 
What was the big move in your heart that you want to go to a non-for-profit or not-for-profit, as I should be you saying? You know, there were lots of years earlier in my career where I thought, gosh, I'd like to find a pathway into non-profit, and I just never found the right one. And sometimes the universe just opens a place for you. And I, mm-hmm. I actually was in the physician lounge at St. Mary's trying to steal a cookie because I needed a snack. And one of the doctors there, wife, volunteers at the Ronald McDonald House, he was telling me what a great organization it is he said you know they're looking for a ceo which i didn't know and when i found when i saw that job description i thought thank you this is the job for me well there you go so the experience really you had at st mary's really made the transition for you to mcdonald you know a lot smoother than it could have been yes as well i'd spent a lot of time working for the u of a in the children's research center Hmm. and so i was connected to parents and families and and medical things and had a lot of contacts there and a lot of knowledge um and i think that's also helped me a lot in this role well that was 10 years i think uh, in that role at the university of arizona department of pediatrics and still children's still children's research center uh, that would be hard, uh, tugging at the heart a little bit, wouldn't it, all the little children you see well, every day? Well, you, you know, it was. And uh, when I first took the job, I thought, oh, dear, I've made a terrible mistake because I felt really so sad being around sick kids. And as I was there longer, I realized um, what great things were being done for those little kids. Right. And it made me feel really proud to be part of that mission. That's fantastic. And you do hold a master's degree in public health from right. the university. Right. Uh, a Tucson native which is great to hear, started your career in San Francisco. Right, yeah. Working for several national advertising PR firms. That would have been a great experience It for was you. fun, yeah. Yeah, the whole bit. And you use all this stuff now in your role, don't you? Exactly. In your job. It's fantastic. How did you meet these guys, the bookends? How did you... The bookends. Uh, yeah, you know. Well, you know, in this... In affectionately known as yes. that. I mean, they're the heavies in real estate in Tucson. You know, they keep the book straight. <laughs> you know, one of my roles is to make friends in the community. And I've been here a long time and have a lot of friends in the community. One of them is a, a, a darling guy named Tom McNamara who was in the media for a long time and then jumped ship and is working for these guys. So okay. I called him up, dear Tom, hi, remember me? Do you happen to know Jeff Murtaugh? And if you do, would you introduce me? And that was the start. Okay, now why did you want to know Jeff Murtaugh? I just, you know, I spent a lot of years in marketing, and so when I look for partnership opportunities, I look to create meaningful partnerships that are mutually beneficial. And I just felt strongly, given the way Realty Execs was growing and their reputation in the community, that they would benefit from partnering with us as we would benefit from partnering with them. And I just, I wanted to have a chance to make the pitch. Okay, so how did that come about, John? What, what, or Jeff? Which, which, uh, who moved first? <clears throat> well, it was interesting timing because uh, John and I were talking. We had set up a thing in the company called the Sunshine Fund. And the Sunshine Fund was a donation from our executives when they had a closing. They would put a certain amount of money per closing in the Sunshine Fund. Okay. We had... Um, uh, for instance, if we had uh, somebody who was ill in our company and couldn't work for a number of months, we would give them a donation of money unbeknownst to them so that they could ease their way through this tough time in their life. And then as we got bigger and bigger, we grew over 700% in six and a half years, we were having all kinds of people asking for donations. And so we give a donation here and a donation there. And John and I looked at each other and said, we don't really know where this money's going. 
is it really going to the good of what we think it's going to? We mm-hmm. don't know. Mm-hmm. And so we were both scratching our heads thinking, what are we going to do? Uh, maybe we need to have one place that we as a company um, dive into and really support it was like five minutes later, Kate calls me. <laughs> ah, the universe is working again, Kate. And it was funny. Uh, and Tom McNamara did come to me, one of our agents and a TV personality, and, and explained the relationship that he had. And so we set up a, a time to uh, sit and talk with them. And we both thought this was the perfect uh, avenue. Uh, but it was more than just donations. Uh, you can donate anywhere, but it was also the active participation where not only our staff, but our executives can go down and uh, volunteer time, cook lunch, cook dinner, bring food in, and really interact with the kids and know that what they're doing is really worthwhile. And it was uh, really bought into very, very well with the company, and it's been a phenomenal uh, relationship. Uh, since that time, they non- nominated me to be on the board of directors, which is a great honor. And I know I have a board meeting coming up in a couple of weeks, uh, which I'll be at. And uh, it's just been, uh, it's been a wonderful time. We've gone over, cooked dinner, and you know, the little kids come up to you and they tug you on the finger <laughs> and they go, oh, thank you for cooking me dinner, Mr. Jeff. And it's, uh, you know, it tugs at your heart. And uh, it w- it's been a, a really, really great relationship. Well, it, it's. Uh, it, I don't know if everybody listening really understands the good work and, and what really goes into Ronald McDonald. I mean, uh, the house provides a quiet, secure, it's a caring place to stay uh, with all the comforts of home, uh, whether for a night or a hundred nights, and it helps those families that need to stay close to their hospitalised child and very close to each other. There's no more, nothing more important than that. I think it helps you focus, Kate, on what's important in life. Uh, when it comes to Ronald McDonald House. Absolutely. And, you know, once in a while you'll think, gee, I'm not having a great day. You just have to walk down into the kitchen and talk to a mom who's got a, a baby in the NICU and is getting ready for heart surgery, and the baby's a couple of months old, and you think, mm-hmm. wow, this, this, is, this is really important work. How, um, how long has it been going all up? I mean, how many years? So Ronald McDonald House Charity started in Philadelphia in 1971. And it was really a nice example of people f- seeing a need and figuring out a business partnership, a public-private partnership to meet the need. There was a football player named Fred Hill who ha- he and his wife had a daughter who had cancer. And at that time, children's hospitals weren't as evolved as they are now. And he saw so many parents sleeping in the hallways and sleeping on the floor. Oh, my God. And so when their daughter was better, he went back to his football team, the general manager, and said, we need to do something about this. Let's figure this out. The general manager was very good friends with some of the McDonald's owner-operators in Philadelphia. And they put it together. They went to McDonald's and said, why don't you make this your signature program? Let's open a Ronald McDonald house to provide housing for parents from out of town who have really sick kids. They, at that time, had no idea that it would spread around the world. There are now 366 Ronald McDonald houses in about 40 countries. Um, it's and an it's, amazing network, it, isn't it, is, it John? It's yeah. amazing. Phenomenal. You know, when you, when you consider, like, let's take realty executives, Tucson Elite, um, uh, 4,500-odd some transactions uh, 
uh, I think uh, 2017, up to 900 million in business you've done in Southern Arizona. Big money, big business, hard work, uh, for profit, because it has to be, and that's what it is. Then we turn around the corner and we go down and see a McDonald's house, how nice it's built, all the things it does, what it does. For the life of me, I don't know how you survive. How do you survive? Well, you know, people think sometimes that it's sad to work at the Ronald McDonald House, and certainly we have our moments. But more than that, it's really joyful because we know that what we're doing there is meaningful to families. And, you know, people like Jeff and John have the experience to come into the house and know that their contributions are staying in Tucson and they're helping real families with real problems. So I don't, I don't feel sad very often there. I feel hopeful and I feel honestly really grateful to be in this role. You must have uh, a lot of sponsors. We do, yeah. Local and national? Yes, uh, most, mostly local. Um, we are pretty much all self-supporting, which is why relationships with um, successful companies like Realty Exacts right, is so right. important to us. So we raise all of our own money in Tucson. Um, none of it right now comes from the Ronald McDonald House Charities Global. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. So when you're on the board, Jeff, and you see this happening, um, you, you must be thinking all the time, okay, what else can we do? How can we raise some more money? What We do. Um, <laughs> Constantly. You know, you know, it's interesting. You, you think about Ronald McDonald House, and it does good things. And I think when you actually go there and meet the people and you hear the stories, you start to understand that when a child is ill, sometimes that these parents have to stay here for months and months and months. These treatments can be a year long. So how does a parent who lives out of Tucson get here? How do they how do they survive? How do they stay in a hotel? How do they get fed? Mm. And this is a great thing. Whether the outcome is happy or sad, it is the happy part that the parents get to stay with their children. Yeah, because where would they if they couldn't? What would they do? Well, they probably couldn't be here, and now there's there's not that bonding with the kids, and um, and so it's a it's a really important thing, and I I've seen that. Our executives, as they've come and spent time and um, cooked meals, met the people, hear the stories that the uh, the adoption within our company, because these are all independent contracts. It's up to them whether they want to do this or not. We're, mm. we're kind of the facilitator of the funds. Right. And uh, it's great for them to spend more time. Um, there's a party every year that they put on, which we've just uh, agreed to be a part sponsor of. We're actually trying to get uh, Railroad Executives International, the franchise company, to do this more on a, on a national basis. Um, we're, we've invited uh, the president of Railroad Executives International down to the next uh, big party, which he's uh, cordially agreed to come to. So hmm. I think all these things are going to start uh, expanding our, uh, our ability to continue to raise more money. Kate, tell us about the, is, is there any special criterion at all for a family to be eligible to stay there? A lot of our listeners, you know, really don't know what goes on at McDonald House. Sure. So each Ronald McDonald House makes its own guidelines. For us in southern Arizona, the guidelines are that the family needs to live 30 miles away from the Ronald McDonald House and their child needs to be actively in, in treatment. Um, we have families that stay with us from all over southern Arizona, also from out of state and sometimes out of the country. Um, as Jeff said, you know, there's some families that stay for a couple of nights and there's some families that stay for a couple of months. Mm. 
And it's those families that have to stay here for such a long period of time that makes you realize how important this organization is. We just had a family from Yuma who had a very sick little boy, and she was here for um, 51 nights. Wow. And at the very end, her husband uh, wanted to take a few weeks off work to come and be with her and the baby. Right. And instead of getting unpaid leave, he got um, a pink slip. So here they were with this critically ill child and no income. And you just think, what would they have done without an organization like the Ronald McDonald House? Exactly. And John is president of a very successful company. Uh, could you give anybody a pink slip if you were in that position? Never. With this going on, isn't that atrocious? That's atrocious. You know. And uh, the other thing, too, is and I, I know Kate can attest to this, the recovery of the child and how they go through the treatment is having family members close by is, is uh, just so, so important. I, I can't even imagine a young child, a baby, uh, going through that without mom and dad close by and other yeah. family members. Be very sad. Would that fifty? I think you said fifty. Would, would that be the longest that you've oh, had? Oh gosh! Oh gosh! No. Um, we've had families stay hundreds of nights. Um, we have one. Um, uh, she's a young woman now who has cystic fibrosis. She's been staying at the Ronald McDonald House off and on since she was diagnosed when she was about six months old. So yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, you know, it's amazing. All children under the age of 18, they do have to be with their legal guardian uh, while they're on the house property at all times, right? Yes. And for health and safety of all the guests there, there's, there's additional criteria only. Otherwise, it's it's pretty uh, pretty easy to do if you have to go yes. to Ronald McDonald. Yes. It's not like a, you know, a prison camp, is no, it? I mean, goodness, it's goodness gracious. It's beautifully really, out the way it's, it's really up. important that people know it's not just a cheaper alternative to a hotel. Right. It's a much better place for kids and families. And um, one interesting thing to share is that we used to charge families $15 a night to stay if they could pay for it. Right. But uh, we never would turn a family away. When I took the job, I looked at how many of the families were actually paying that $15. It was very few. It was like 5%. Mm -hmm. So I talked to the board. I said, what would you think about just waiving that fee? They thought it was a phenomenal idea. And so now we can share with the families that everything is 100% free. And there's been a really interesting phenomenon since that happened. In the 12 months before compared to the 12 months after, the amount of money we've received in donations from families who've stayed has gone up by 60 percent well there you go i mean let's look at the accommodations if we can uh, i mean your goal is to provide a bit of normalcy well, i think well private secure rooms home cooked meals at no cost free laundry two queen size beds in a private bathroom uh, this is better than a motel six by the sounds of a tv video library computers with internet access uh, it's a home-like environment, right? Indoor, outdoor play areas, uh, close proximity to the hospitals. I guess this is a key thing when you're considering building another Ronald McDonald House, right? Sure. There are a lot of them that are right on the campus of a children's hospital. We aren't set up that way here. But we also have um, a van and provide free shuttle service for those families who don't have a car. As well. Staff and volunteers, they're always there to help. Uh, 
What is quiet hours? 10 p.m. to 6? It's just the overnight, is it? That's Sure, yeah. Okay, that's called quiet hours. Mm-hmm. And it's gated and secured, locked entrances and so on. Then there's family rooms. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that. How does that go down? So a lot of chapters, including ours, also run a family room in one of the hospitals. We have a family room at Diamond Children's Medical Center. Uh, it's kind of an extension of the Ronald McDonald House. It serves as a place for parents to get away from their child's bedside and get a little bit of um, time to rest and regroup. But when they don't want to leave the hospital, we just renovated that room, and it's absolutely beautiful. There are always free snacks and fresh fruit and hot coffee and friendly volunteers. And, you know, right now there are probably a 1,000 people using that room every month. And it, it's it's really beneficial to the families. Well, Jeff mentioned before he's been down there and done some cooking, right? Yep. What was your day? What did you do that day? Uh, we had, I don't know, eight or ten of our executives come over. My wife came over. And, you know, they don't want to eat pizza and burgers. They want you because they get that a lot. They actually want home-cooked food. So okay. we... We came in and we barbecued steaks and burgers and hot dogs and had salads and desserts and corn on the cob. It was a it was a great thing. People would, as they get out of the house, would filter in over an hour or so period and eat. And the kids would come down and it was just a great uh, it was great fun. Some of the kids interacted with uh, our people and so did the parents. Lots of thank yous. Um, it was. Uh, very, very rewarding experience for, for me and my wife and many of our executives. And has your president been down there cooking yet? Was I his have turn? not. I'm his not the cook. <laughs> have you eaten with him? <laughs> uh, come he on. Can, actually, he can cook, and I've, I've learned. There you go. He can do two minutes on high. Trader Joe's. Quarter okay. turn, two minutes on high. Dear, oh dear. This is, uh, no, it's not a cooking show. We're talking about... Uh, uh, Tucson means business because there's a wonderful connection between business in our community and the businesses that do help, and particularly sponsorship in this case is coming from Tucson Realty Elite. It's Tucson's number one realtors, and uh, they are a, a major sponsor of the Ronald McDonald House here that does so much work for uh, for children and for families. For that matter, we keep talking about the kids, but, I mean, the release it must do for families, Kate, the, the stress on families when under these circumstances... Right, mm-hmm. and and the other thing to remember is that families meet other families at the Ronald McDonald House who are going through what they're going through, and that's that's hugely important. Lots of them end up being friends yet when they go back home, and you know we'll find moms who are a little bit older, kind of mentoring the younger moms, um, and also our staff is really super friendly. You know, if you're staying in a hotel, they don't know who you are and they don't know what you're going no. through, but but we do, and. My staff really does everything we can to make people feel comfortable at the Ronald McDonald House. Let's talk about the angle of a not-for-profit, all right, if we may. Our mission, your mission, is the highest priority. In your case at Ronald McDonald House Charities, your mission is to find, create, and support programs that improve health and the well-being of children and their families. Uh, you still have to make money, don't you? Yes, we do. And give me an idea of, well, the expression you've heard of this, listeners, no margin, no mission. Right. Okay, part of your work is funding. We don't have anything to sell except the good reputation of the Ronald McDonald House and your important mission, well, taking care of families. How do you raise money throughout the year? What are the types of things that you do? 
Well, we do it all year long, every single day. Uh, lots of different ways. We certainly have support from McDonald's, which is our founding mission partner. They are responsible for about 15 to 20 percent of our budget. We have corporate sponsors like our friends with Realty Execs Tucson Elite. Uh, we do special events. We do direct mail. We receive planned gifts. Um, uh, one year into my tenure at the Ronald McDonald's House Charities, I received an unexpected bequest from a, a family in uh, the Phoenix area we'd never met for nearly three quarters of a million dollars. Really? And that doesn't happen very often. But um, we have been very blessed in the community with a lot of support. It's a great donation. It's, yeah. You know, there are a lot of great organizations. I, of course, feel strongly about this one, but it's a pretty compelling cause, and we're the only ones in Tucson who do what we do. Hmm. Jeffrey, you're looking at me. Is that you want to say something? Yeah, there's another. Um, if you donate to the Ronald McDonald House personally, I believe it's a total of $600, that that's a one-to-one -one tax write-off with the federal government. Mm -hmm. But you also get a tax write-off with the state of Arizona. So here's a donation there. You actually donate the money to the Ronald McDonald House, and you actually get money back on your taxes. So really? It's, it's a... It's actually, I don't know why everybody doesn't do this, because you actually make profit by donating. Uh, John and I mm -hmm. uh, both did that in front of our all of our agents at our uh, monthly meeting, mm -hmm. and uh, it, it prompted, we had the discussion, and it prompted a lot of other agents to go and, and do that. That's so, lovely. Tell us about that, John, if you would. How does that come about? If, if I, I mean, you've got 400 odd yeah. agents here, right? <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. Well, one of the things when Jeff and I were scratching our heads trying to figure out, okay, we've got all these people coming to us, and a lot of times, uh, how do you vet them all? How do you know the monies are going in the right direction? And plus, trying to manage that, mm -hmm. it's pretty hard. So we wanted to focus on one organization uh, that we could truly make an impact with. And, uh, you know, after Tom McNamara uh, spoke to Jeff and then Jeff spoke to uh, Kate, um, and I was well aware because I was contributing to the Ronald McDonald House over the years because of the tax credit, I'll be honest. But it, it, you're happy to take, uh, take those donations. And, uh, but we also felt that as far as um, creating the impact, we needed to create a program uh, with the Ronald McDonald House and our agents. And so we work with Kate and her staff, and we created a program called Agents for Change. And I'm hoping that our franchisor could embrace that on a national level, uh, because we've already kind of uh, laid out the groundwork as far as how that works. I can tell you uh, part of it, no matter what your business is, if you're going to work with a nonprofit, you have to create a program that everybody can buy into. There has to be follow-up. There has to be a lot of touch bases, right. a lot of contact. And we do that. Kate uh, and uh, a group at our, all of our activities, all of our meetings, even our holiday party, they're there. And uh, our agents have uh, marketing materials where they can put up on their listings the agents for uh, change uh, signage so that the consumer knows that they're contributing dollars 
when those uh, when the house sells or they're working with a buyer and the buyer sells. Kate, would you like to tell them mm, what, what, a good what, idea. Yeah. What, what you do uh, after the sale occurs? Yeah, as I mentioned, we really feel strongly about creating partnerships that are mutually beneficial. So right. we felt like this partnership with the Ronald McDonald House sort of sets a realtor apart from others. So when, um, uh, when you buy a house from one of the realty execs agents who's participating in the Agents for Change, you'll see a a sign on their listing sign that says proud supporter of the Ronald McDonald House. Okay. When you come into the open house, you'll see materials that talk about Ronald McDonald House and the program. When a house sells, a donation is made to the Ronald McDonald House, we very quickly send a letter to the buyer or seller saying your agent made a made a donation in your honor to the Ronald McDonald House. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also, of course, thank the realtors. We've had uh, lots of the realtors say to us that they've gotten more thank yous back from their clients who are very mm-hmm. happy to know that instead of sending them right. a potted plant, they're making a, an a investment in the community. Well, that's a nice thing too, yeah. isn't it? I think it's worthwhile. Some negatives would say, oh, yes, that's a ploy for marketing. But you know what? You didn't do it took uh, Tucson Elite to do it and uh, Tucson Realty Executives with uh, a joint promotion like that to come up and do the darn thing because everybody wins. Right, You exactly. know, And it's not as if, uh, uh, you know, you don't get anything back. As, as John was honest before when he said, I don't mind admitting I've been doing Ronald McDonald for years and I've taken advantage of all those tax benefits. I wonder how many people didn't know you could do that. A lot, you know, and, yeah. and what a change that would make. I don't think they believe us. Really? What do you mean I can make a donation and I actually get a little money off my taxes? doesn't sound logical, does it? No, it doesn't. There's something wrong there. But that is what we do. Okay. There's one other thing I want to say, Mark, that made a big difference to me. So people make donations to nonprofits all the time. You know, it's a cancer society or whatever it is. And what do they do? They write a check, they stick it in an envelope, they put a stamp on it, and it goes. The difference here is we actually have the active participation where we not only give them money, but we also have an interaction with the actual people that get the benefit of this money from our agents. So we go down there and when, when we cook that dinner, we're actually volunteering our time. Mm-hmm. Most, vol- most of the time when we're doing donations, we don't get the opportunity to volunteer, well, it's March of Dimes or whatever. All we do is mail a check. Here we send them a check, plus we get the time in. And that's the tie-in is awesome because you actually see where your money's going. You see the benefits uh, of it. And um, I think that's why it's been so successful for us. Yeah, I would agree. And having been down to uh, McDonald House myself, I was blown away how lovely it is inside, how it's well beautiful. it's done. A nice kitchen, big kitchen. Uh, you can have a few people in there without crashing into each other. <laughs> oh, no. Kate, let's talk about um, key differences in ownership between a nonprofit organization. You've come out of the business world. You're in this world now. What are some of the things that stand out to you that are different? Well, there are a few key ones. The primary one is, is really mission. Um, so it doesn't matter if you're on the, in the for-profit world, if you're selling homes or you're selling shoes or you're selling hamburgers or a service – you're needing to make a profit. That's why you're in business. For a nonprofit, we still need to make money, but our mission is our, our focus is our mission, and our mission is to serve children, children and families. Um, there are a few other organizational differences. Um, one of them is ownership. So, for instance, 
I don't own the Ronald McDonald House charities. The public owns our organization. Um, there are no nonprofits that are owned by by individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is um, control and accountability. Right. So while I'm the CEO, I report to a board, and there's that kind of check, checks and balances. Um, we also have to be very transparent in the way we do business, and there are um, uh, systems. Now, when, when we're saying this now, we're talking about through to government, right? You've got to be transparent to not only the IRS, but also to our donors. So when you're looking at nonprofits and you don't, if there's questions or you don't know, you look for organizations like GuideStar or Charity Navigator that rank nonprofits. We publish all of our data, all of our 990s, all of our financial info with those organizations, and Mm. they rank them across the country. That helps the consumer know that their money is being well spent. Well, that's the thing. There's been in the past, hasn't there, unfortunately, certain not-for-profit companies that have made it harder on others. Uh, Too big a fees for executives and so on. A lot of the money vanishing, not going to where it's supposed to go. And as Jeff does say, when it does go, it's nice to see where it's gone and you can be part of it where it's gone. But this is one place, McDonald, have you sent, you know where it's gone and what it's doing and how and why. Backed up by not just you, Jeff, you're one of the major sponsors, but I guess other sponsors too. Do they go on down there and cook? Oh, sure. I think Everybody they, digs I in? I think this is, uh, this is uh, everybody that I know just loves going and doing that. Um, I don't think they have any problem getting people in to cook uh, lunch and dinner for the, for the people. Isn't that lovely? Now, control we talked about, Kate, you touched on that. A nonprofit lies with the governing board of directors or trustees. How many normally are on a board? It really varies depending on the size of your organization. We have about 22 board members right now, including Jeff joined our board this year, which we were thrilled about. Um, so it, it really varies. Okay. And do you meet often? Our board meets once a month. They, they take a couple months off in the summer, but otherwise... Who doesn't? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's too soft. <laughs> Our board is very involved. They're, they're very involved. They're, um, they're, they're very big supporters financially, emotionally, they, and they're a really great board. Uh, John, just bringing you in here, have you, seeing you've been donating for years with the organization... Have you ever uh, met anybody or known anybody or friends or family that have had to uh, utilize the services of a Ron McDonald at all? Have you had first-hand info? I, I have not, only by reputation. And one of the things that is important to me that Kate alluded to was the vetting process. Right. Uh, you know, the time it takes the average taxpayer who knows about these tax credits to check the organization's where the money goes. Some, uh, there's some clearing houses where you can look and take a look at that. But uh, this was an easy decision on our part uh, to, to go in this direction because uh, the monies are being used uh, for the purposes intended. Okay, so Kate, what about accountability? Well, if you don't mind, can I take a little sidebar? Because Jeff just reminded me there's something else I, I should share with no, you. And that sure, is, yeah. uh, you know, Ronald McDonald House Charities Global has a few core programs, the house, the family room we talked about, and the other one is the Caremobile program. And this is a program where Ronald McDonald House chapters invest with a local um, clinical service provider to take either uh, dental care or primary care into underserved areas. 
And in Tucson, we've just forged a partnership with the Chiricahua Community Health Center in Douglas. We've never done this in Arizona before. It's a huge opportunity for us and for our board to really affect change in the health care of kids in southern Arizona. Okay. Well, how, how would that work? How, does, how have you structured this? The, the way it works is that we're, uh, we're a business and a financial partner with Chiricahua Community Health Center. Um, the van is being funded by Ronald McDonald House Charities Global, and it will be operated in Cochise County by Chiricahua Community Health Center. I'll be on the board. A couple of our board members will be on that board. Um, but now we have the opportunity, because we've been a very successful organization, to know that up to 3,000 kids in southern Arizona are going to have access to dental care they never had before. Oh, that's that's so important. It's amazing. That's so important, and they're going to be so grateful to that, and they're going to learn early about that. Um, is, Jeff, what do you think about that? Well, I was a big supporter uh, of getting that done. I think that you have certainly on some of the border towns or a lot of uh, a lot of unemployment. And if you're unemployed, I don't probably think you go to the, the dentist very often, and probably your kids don't either. So here's an opportunity where they can get care that they never would have had the opportunity to get care before. So. I think it's uh, phenomenal, and I'm very excited about this. There we go. That's uh, man. You do. You guys do a lot, don't you? We do. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, let's talk about caring carts. Now, I've heard a bit about this. Uh, they're at both Tucson Medical Center for Children and Banner Children's Diamond Children's Medical Center, right? Um, there's friendly volunteers. Thank God for the volunteers. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Right? And staff for the Ronald McDonald House. Now you make the rounds in these hospitals, offering. A hospital guest uh, snacks, uh, books, smiles, of course. Uh, but they also share information with patients' families who might need a place to stay. Right. So, so. The, so there are two reasons for that caring cart. One is just to provide a little bit of goodwill. Again, it's a little bit of an extension of the Ronald McDonald House. Um, and the other one really is to make sure that any family who is in Tucson for medical care who could use our services knows about it. So, you know, sometimes people get flown here from another city and they're just trying to get their wits about them and they haven't thought about where to stay. So when our caring cart volunteer is rounding and realizes they're from out of town, they will invite them to the Ronald McDonald House. Hmm. Nonprofits, the federal form that nonprofits must submit is an IRS 990. The IRS Form 990 must be made available to the public. Where can the public then learn a little bit about this and go and view this type of thing? I think most organizations, ours included, post those on their website. You know, this is something we're we're proud of. We want people to know. And you've got a good website here, Tucson. Yes, right. Um, Everything's on that. Everything is on that, yes. Okay. And the other place is um, the... um, the clearinghouses of Charity Navigator and um, GuideStar. They're they're very much like a Better Business Bureau. Okay, for nonprofits. For nonprofits. All righty. So they put everything up as well. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think the days are gone of uh, you know the Wounded Warrior projects and this type of thing. Yeah. In uh, fact, I just studied that. I was in a class last year and studied that, and oh dear, that was a problem. But um, it's pretty sad. But well, it turns me off wanting to donate. You know, it turns a lot of people off wanting to donate. You wonder where your money's going. Well, That's why what Jeff was saying before is critical. It's, uh, it's so good with the Ronald McDonald House. Um, there's a big need in the community. Are we the best ones to meet that need, do you think? 
Well, absolutely. In fact, the Ronald McDonald House is the only organization in Tucson who does what we do for families. Um, last year, we had 658 families stay with us, some of them for a few nights, some of them for a few months. We know there's, we know there's a need in the community. 658 families. Now, um, the children themselves, and depending on the operation they've got to go through, depending on their illness and what have you, do you um, do they meet all the staff? I mean, do they come back? Uh, is, is there a sort of a big reunion, anything at all, that these children come back? And you, you know, get to that's meet? been something. I'm glad you mentioned that. That's been something that's been truly amazing to me, how people stay connected to the Ronald McDonald House. We had a family in cooking um, about a month ago who were here with a premature baby last year, and they stayed with us for two months. And so baby is, you know, a year and a half now, and they came back from Phoenix to cook <laughs> for us. We also have families who um, unfortunately lost a child when they were staying at the Ronald McDonald House, and some of those families come back every year on the child's birthday to cook dinner for the other families. It's amazing to me. Um, we're just recruiting to our board, you don't even know this yet, Jeff, um, a woman who used the Ronald McDonald House for years. She lived out of town, and she had two kids with cystic fibrosis. And she was back and forth at the Ronald McDonald House. They've been donors of ours, and now she's agreed to join our board. So people do really create lifelong connections lifelong. at the Ronald McDonald House. That's lovely. How would you describe overall, then, the fundamental difference between, with your experience now, Kate, in both worlds, between a nonprofit and a for-profit organization? I think really that the main difference is, is the mission and the ownership. Otherwise, you know, organizations, nonprofits like ours are required to operate in a very business-like manner. I tell my friends that this is really like running a small, compassionate business. You know, I don't do everything you do, John, but you know, there's insurance and payroll and mm -hmm. IT. All the same. And, yeah, all the right. same. Mm -hmm. All the same. All the same. But um, I don't know. I'd be scared, <laughs> to be honest with you. You know, I'd be worrying sick. Jeff, I mean, if you were sitting in the, in the chair, you were the CEO of, of an organization like that, and you've got to go get funds, you know, and you're running a little short this year, but you know you've still got expenses. You've still got to pay for things. I got your number, Mark. You know? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Thanks. Oh, they do a wonderful job. But, well, you know, do you want to add to that at all? I mean, yeah, I would like to urge everybody to who's either a salary or a commission person to consider giving a donation to the Ronald McDonald House. Think about it. Would you rather give your $600 a year to the federal government or to the Ronald McDonald House? Give it to this big corporate that buys $10,000 toilets, or would you like to give it to very sick kids? Now, I'm bending you a little bit on this one, but I think that's worth it. You get a little money back on your taxes. Uh, Kate can tell you how you go about making those donations, but whether it's in Tucson or uh, Tupelo, Mississippi, wherever it is, you can make those donations anywhere in the country, and I highly urge you because this is a phenomenal organization. There you go. Well, as a matter of fact, I don't know if anybody picked it up or not, but uh, you know your shot, I think, with sitting with, uh, cuddling there with Ronald McDonald that was on Facebook? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got yeah, it. I sort of jumped on that, and I was so moved by it. I thought, what a lovely promotion. Maybe uh, Business Radio X can bring up here that 
uh, have a cuddle with Ronald, right, for 50 bucks as a photo, <laughs> as a donation. I'll, I'll go any time. And I'll be and the first. So there we go. So I've, I've pledged that with my wife, Nancy. So we'll do that Great. as the first one. And maybe we can get that sort of going if anybody, Kate, would like to go down and have a cuddle with Ronald. It's we're 50 bucks donation. Yeah, we're game. <laughs> All right. I got more comments with my wife uh, on one side and Ronald on the other. We were sitting with our arms around it, and then I put that on Facebook, and I got more compliments on that than anything else I've ever put on Facebook. And I've put some interesting stuff on Facebook. Yes, you have. <laughs> yeah. Well, there he goes. There he goes. A photographer and everything else, but goes away. But you'd be surprised to see stuff that moves the heart. Right. And that, that guy, I mean, you know, who can you tell me, Kate, whoever came up with the Ronald McDonald concept? The actual clown oh gosh i don't know i'm sorry but okay. i do know that you know willard scott was one of the first ronald mcdonald's did you know that was he really yeah, he was. well so, i know of him he was a big personality sure, sure, yeah i don't i don't i wasn't part of mcdonald's then no. so i don't i don't know how that got started interesting so there you go if anybody does know that in listening land this podcast is going to be up forever Kate, uh, if somebody but, wants to make a donation is there a place on your website to do that yeah well of course thank you for asking you're welcome yeah so our website is rmhctucson.org and uh there's a link that says how to give there's a link that says how to help and mm -hmm. there are lots of ways to give and there are lots of ways to help all righty so uh, just just do that again nice and slowly the beginning of the site if you wouldn't mind rmhc tucson.org .org. always a dot org for a not-for-profit right, correct exactly okay what do they mean jeff i've got one for you just on the side of it how can a not-for-profit be for profit as well is there a reason that is done in the business world or how can a yeah not-for-profit organization is one thing but uh, to get help sometimes apparently there can be a division of it that can be a for-profit do you know anything about that well, you got me on that one well we like go. if you set up a foundation within realty execs oh, like what you did with i the see Sunshine so we've fund. actually done it i see what you're saying yes yeah, so huh. we've so we've set up the Sunshine Fund, which is a non-profit itself okay and so those that that uh, LLC, that checking account, is strictly set up to make donations. And um, when, say, we were we were throwing money to this one, to that one, to this one, to that one, because we were getting thousands of dollars a month in there, uh, once again, we don't know where it's going. And I just felt it didn't make sense for me to give the hard-earned money of our agents away to, and not know it. So I felt a... Um, an obligation to find the best opportunity out there and um, I think John and I both agreed that the Ronald McDonald House was the absolute great way to do it and you know once we uh, had our first uh, dinner there our agents also came in and agreed that was the right place to do it and I've seen um, an uptick in more donations now we talked to our agents about it uh, Kate's very well involved with her and she's having um, lunch with one of our top producing agents uh, here coming up who she'd like to get them on this donation list and I think that they'll all do it once they once they get in there and realize um, what great is doing not just for the families for, it's for the kids it's also for the community it's a great thing for the community and um, I'm, uh, I'm very proud to be part of it and sponsoring it and being on the board of directors now, a question I'd like to ask you, Kate, is this. How do you fight for federal funds or state funds? Do you get any support at all? We get a small amount of money from our state's uh, Medicaid 
plan, which is called Access. So for our families who are Access eligible, we can bill um, their Access plans for their room nights. It's pretty limited, but mm. it's, it is a source of revenue. Uh, last year was probably about 8% of our overall income. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm surprised there's not a little more, actually. But then again, there are so many organizations that need help out there, isn't there? Well, this actually, we're grateful to have this level of support. It's sort of a new revenue source, and it's for you know families who are using Medicaid for their medical care, and Medicaid provides a per diem for housing. So that's why we're able to bill access for those families. There we go. Just diverging a little, John Dwyer is the president of Tucson uh, Realty Executives, Tucson Elite. Housing, real estate overall, John, are we on the way back big time? I think we're definitely on the way back. Uh, I Like I, uh, Jeff and I were talking last week, uh, it's the first time in quite a few years that we've seen the influx of major employers, Geico, Amazon, Caterpillar, come into the Tucson marketplace. And also, too, I don't want to uh, – I don't want to uh, – fail to remember our friends at Raytheon. Uh, There's currently a large Raytheon move again into uh, Raytheon missile systems into Tucson. It's generating uh, additional uh, tax revenue uh, for the municipalities, for the county. Mm -hmm. It's uh, stirring the pot for all businesses and will definitely trickle down to all the charities in southern Arizona. Well, that's one good thing, isn't it? And uh, I know if our agents uh, are lucky enough to work with any of these transferring employees, and many of them are. Uh, we hope those contributions are going to increase as a result of that. Well, you you hear that there's um, you know limited housing, um, everything sold uh, below this or above that. It's very hard. I mean, Jeff, uh, are we back building new homes? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm um, building homes with Fairfield Homes, and we have 35 million dollars in new homes under construction. Every single home we have is sold, other than one which we just finished framing last Friday. So we expect that one to be sold soon. And they're both the uh, Oro Valley and also on the east side. Um, we're working in three separate subdivisions. These are high-end custom homes, but. Uh, uh, the high-end homes are the slowest and the last to come back, and um, if I have $35 million under contract, uh, we're, we're happy mm. builders right now. So. Wow, and, and, you, and you're saying that they're all pre-sold? This well, is before they build, right? Uh, well, either before they're built or usually at, so far we sold every single house at framing stage. So, well, there's definitely a, a, a need in the marketplace then, isn't there? There's yeah, there's, definitely not, there's a not a lot of new construction, at least for the custom homes out there today. Right. And, you know, it's interesting, Kate had come to me, there was, when they did some redo of the rooms, there's another way to donate, and that is to donate your products and your time, where you could, we need a new carpet, so we got new carpet donated, you need new tile, you got tile donated. So there's not just money, there's all different ways you can donate to this this great organization. So there we go. That's a lot. Now, is any of that too on your site? Is all that uh, explained on your website as well? Oh, sure, yeah. So um, everything's yeah. on there. Right, and Jeff's right. A lot of people like to make in-kind contributions, and it's all all the same to us. We, you know, My we're, word, we're yeah. grateful for it all. A lot all. of people don't realize that, right. you know. Mm-hmm. They always think it's got to be the check. Right. You right. know, and uh, this is it, guys. You've got to go to uh, these days. You don't even have to say dub 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 anymore, do you? Uh, just uh, Ronald McDonald House, RMC H 
RMHC, Ronald McDonald House Charities. Charities. Yeah. Don- RMHC. Donate today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everything is on there, not just money, but also other types of things. Um, in the real estate world, anything before we close off, guys, you'd like to share or mention at all, uh, John or Jeff? Um, well, certainly the real estate market is hot as the Tucson temperatures are right now. <laughs> We're only 100 uh, today. It's not too bad, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Alaska tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> August is the hottest month, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, June can be pretty toasty, too. So, um, yeah. Well, we're nearly out of it. But it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great hot market. We are, our company is expanding, um, and lots and lots of great agents and executives are coming to the country company uh real estate is selling as fast as you can believe it's uh, appreciating in prices it's uh it's great to see a good market again because we all paid the dues for near um 10 years that's uh, right well which, 2008 which was it's been murder ever since hasn't it for everybody you know Murder is a good way to look at it. There you go. <laughs> but look at it now. Wow. Well, it's, it's good news for everybody when things are positive. That's yeah, what I say. Yeah, and it looks like it's going to stay good for a while. I mean, interest yeah. rates still are reasonable. Are reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, I can remember back in the early 80s, and there was a saying in real estate that everybody would say, well, we're never going to see single-digit interest rates again when everything was at 10 and 11 percent so enjoy what you have today it's a great time and even then at 11 12 15 percent real estate still happened uh people have to move people need to sell people need places to live so that's it um it's not going away is it it's not going away and yes we'll have good markets and we'll have bad markets it's cyclical you go back to the Great Depression, you'll see it up and down. Um, but usually, the longer and the harder the downturn, uh, the longer and better the upturn. And quite frankly, we haven't gone crazy yet like we usually do. Once it gets crazy, then we can everybody should get nervous a little bit because we know the bubble's going to burst. But we're not, we're not crazy at all. We're pretty steady. We have reasonable appreciation, reasonable interest rates, and um, things are done good. But we're a long way from the bubble. I think we're. Come on, way. you got to tell me that. I, I think we've only just turned the corner. We don't want any more bubbles, do we, Kate? I think we're <laughs> at least three years away. At least three years. Yeah, if not longer. There we go. So everybody. But I, I learned one thing a it. long time ago. I'm really not good at predicting the future. <laughs> well, let's hope the future of the wonderful work that the Ronald McDonald House charities do here in Southern Arizona. And our special guest today in Tucson means business and does it ever. Uh, Kate McGuire Jensen is the CEO of one of the most successful and heartfelt organizations that we have. And she does a wonderful job. Thank you, Mark. It was a pleasure to have you. John DeWire is the president uh, and the hands-on man of uh, the most successful uh, realty company in Tucson. And I'm referring to Tucson Realty Executives, Tucson Elite. And last but not least, their CEO, Mr. Jeff Murtagh. Thank you, Mark. It's a great, great show. I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, you, Mark. Everybody. You're welcome. Good stuff. Good stuff.